1: You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. This is part two of the 2023 World News Quiz. Okay. And uh, first of all, I think you should listen to part 1 of this first, okay? If you're wondering where part 1 is, where do I find part 1? Then you will see it there right there in your episode list in your podcast app if you're listening in a podcast app. Just check the episode list, it's right next to this one, of course, as you would expect. The rest of you if you're still here, that means that you've already uh, checked out part 1. So let's let's get let's crack on with part 2. So just a quick recap or reminder This is the World News Quiz 2023, part two. Stephen DeVincenzi from the Send7 podcast, that's Simple English News Daily, in seven minutes. So Stephen is the main host of the Send7 news podcast. He is the quiz master uh, for this episode. He's written 20 questions on world news events from 2023. Uh, The questions are roughly in chronological order. In part one, we had... The first uh, 10 questions, basically the from the first half of the year, more or less, uh, let's now continue with 10 more questions covering various other events from the rest of the year. Obviously, Stephen has had to be very selective about the events covered in his quiz. How could he choose, considering so many different things happened? So he had to be very selective. He couldn't cover every single thing because a lot of things happened this year. But um, Stephen has made an effort to do a fair balance of questions on topics from different parts of the world. Uh, Some things are very serious. There are a few slightly lighter questions as well. But anyway, let's get on with it. I'm on nine out of 10, which is not bad. I'm hoping to beat last year's score, which is, uh, I think, 16 out of 20. Let's see if I can do that. Can I maintain... The the level which I've achieved so far, getting only one question wrong. Can I do that? What questions is Stephen going to throw at me in this half? And can you beat my score? Okay. Well, let's now find out. And here we go.
2: Number thirteen. Have you got your your um, audio clip ready to go? Because we're going to listen to that in a second, uh, Luke. Whoa, so whoa, maybe whoa, whoa, as whoa. I'm, shall yeah. I shall I say the question whilst uh, whilst you get that ready? Yeah. Go okay, ahead. Okay. Here we go. Uh, question thirteen the Women's Football World Cup took place in Australia and New Zealand, and it was won by Spain for the first time. However, there was some controversy after the awards ceremony, which lasted for a few weeks. I'm going to play a clip of a man at a press conference. I want you to tell me who the man is and if you can't remember his name, that's okay. You can just give me his position instead. Okay. Okay, so you can Sorry. play the clip.
1: Let's play the clip. Okay, here we go.
0: No voy a dimitir. No voy a dimitir. No voy a dimitir. No voy a dimitir. No voy a dimitir.
1: No voy a dimitir. What? Okay. <laughs> So, tell me the question again.
2: Okay. Um, The Women's Football World Cup took place in Australia and New Zealand, and it was won by Spain for the first time. However, there was some controversy after the awards ceremony, which lasted for a few weeks. Yes. I'm going to play a clip of a man at a press conference. I want you to tell me who that man is, and if you can't remember his name, then you can give his position
1: instead. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to listen to that clip again, just quickly, because he's saying, yo, no, blah, 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 or something. It's, shall I tell you? Yo, boy, yame, or something. Go on. I think I can tell. I think I can. Yeah. It's,
2: he's saying, no, voy a dimitir, which means I am not going to resign.
1: Right. Yeah, I know who this is. Listeners, you've got to know. I mean, if, you know, if you followed the Women's World Cup this, this year and then the, the resulting sort of fallout, from what happened at the end of the game, then then you'll know who this is as well. By the way, it was England who got to the final against Spain um, and right lost lost on penalties, didn't we? Did yeah. we lose by? It was a penalty related uh, loss through a goal assisted. No, it wasn't a penalty. Okay, so we can hmm. come back in. So um, according to Wikipedia, so I'm I'm wrong. It wasn't a penalty. Um, it, it was. Um, uh, the, the match was between Spain and England. It took place in front of 75,784 supporters in the stadium. And Spain won the final 1-0 through a goal from Olga Carmona, assisted by Mariona Caldente. So, uh, well, yeah. congratulations, Spain. Was- but Spain did thing-
2: have a penalty that was missed, but there we go in there as well. So-
1: yeah. Um, so anyway, England knocked out again. More. I mean, the whole new generation of football fans uh, was born with this Women's World Cup. I mean, English fans, a whole new generation of English football fans, were born uh, with this, and and t- and and instantly experienced a typical level of English disappointment in football. <laughs> you know, they the generation arrived and felt the pain Im- immediately. At least we got to the final. That's good. that's really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, first time
2: England would have got to a final for, well, a long, long time, I think. Uh,
1: 66, since 1966.
2: 66, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, long time. So, yeah. who is he? Who, who is he? If you remember his name, great. If you can't remember his name, you can give his position instead.
1: I can't remember his name. I'm sorry, people of Spain. Although some people in Spain will be like, great, you don't remember his name. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but he was the president of the Spanish Football Association.
2: That is absolutely right. Yeah, well done, well done, right. Luke. You ding. Can give yourself a thing. Yeah, his okay. name was his name was well is Luis Rubiales. Luis Rubiales, and uh, of course. and uh, he's just got you to ten out of thirteen. Uh, ten nice out of
1: thirteen. Know. What did he do wrong then, Stephen?
2: Well, yeah, he um, during the award ceremony, which I was watching. Uh, I was I was in Spain actually for for that uh, for that uh, great match. And uh, watching it, thinking, "Blimey, he's a bit, uh, he's a bit touchy, isn't he?" Even for a Spanish, I mean, Spanish people, they are a little bit warmer, a little bit more, uh, you know, more likely to, you know, give uh, kisses on the cheek and uh, a bit touchy. But I did think, actually, watching that, wow, he's really, uh, really in everyone's face. Um, And there was one moment when he uh, kissed uh, the footballer Jennifer Hermoso on the lips. Uh, uh, briefly. And afterwards, she said that that was not consented, that that was just, uh, uh, that he just did that without, without, uh, well, without consent. And so, uh, but he actually said, no, it was. He even said in that same, um, uh, press conference where you, uh, just listened to that clip, he actually said, it was, it was consented. Yeah. I said, Un like a little kiss and she said yes which is a quite an incredible uh thing to to make up because you know everybody's looking at it anyway so mm. he said again and again in that uh press conference no voy no boy i'm i'm not going to resign and uh there was a big um big controversy in spain for a few weeks uh everybody got involved and uh eventually he he did resign Uh, and uh, that was the end of it I suppose
1: yeah (sighs) I don't know what to say about it (laughs) I mean, again, a lot of the time these things come down to like, you know, how does one actually work out what the true version of reality is? And this guy is in apparently in the face of overwhelming evidence to the contrary, even being filmed and being, you know, there in front of thousands of people in a stadium. He's claiming that he asked her if it was okay. And she said, yes. And, you know, and then of course she is saying, no, that's not what happened and the the entire case rests upon this this detail of what whether there was consent or not or whether uh, what he considers to be a question and what she can you know like he may have said something and she may have responded in some way and in his mind he's constructed that to be you know asking for consent and then getting it uh, but you know, so many complex yeah. things about perspective and about you know how we perceive the truth and so on. I mean, Not I fair. don't mean to, I don't mean to um, what's the word for it? Sort of uh, um, suggest that uh, you know what, that something happened when it didn't happen. I, I don't I don't really know, but uh, it was certainly an extraordinary thing. And if if he did do that without consent, then that is a bit you know. That, I mean, it's it's he didn't ask her to suck his tongue, but. <laughs> It's sort of in the same ballpark, um, it is. I, yeah, it is I suppose. Ballpark. I suppose it is, or well, maybe it's not. I, I don't know. It's too complicated to, to 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 work it out, really. But it was certainly, certainly, <laughs> certainly news. It was certainly news, wasn't it?
2: It was news. It's okay, Luke. I'm not going to force you to uh, choose a position right now. Uh, that that's fine. Um, okay, uh, question fourteen. So, by the way, everybody, Luke's got ten out of thirteen so far. Question fourteen. In October, the actor, Matthew Perry, best known for being in the TV series Friends, died aged 54. What was the name of his character in Friends?
1: Oh, okay. That's, a, that, that's like, like when you play cricket, guys, listeners, and the bowler just decides to just throw the ball underarm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just a little underarm for you. It's like when you're playing cricket with children there's like some of the players are children some of the players are adults if you if if one of the adults is batting you do the full run up and overarm speed bowling right and then there's a child who comes on with the cricket bat and you're like oh God, I can't do a full on bodyline speed bowling to this child so I'll just gently like lob the ball underarm um okay I don't again I don't mean to be glib um well, you know,
2: you know uh, people of all of all, uh, of all uh, types are going to be listening to this so you know just in case there's somebody who's really not been following much news but is for some reason still listening to this uh uh, uh place in the podcast you know this one's for them. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, uh, so the yeah. actor, Matthew Perry, yeah, it's, it's really sad. It's just really sad that that we lost him this year because he was great. Um, and obviously had a very, you know, uh, tough life with addiction issues that plagued him his entire life. And, um, you know, we, we, a lot of us, so many of us, uh, have a, uh, have so much warmth and, um, you know we love Matthew we loved Matthew Perry because of the character he portrayed you know like Chandler was his name Chandler Bing right i Bing yeah Beng, Chandler Beng. Um, bing. <laughs> bing Chandler Bing um Bing Chandler yeah. It was his character's name and he, yeah, it was for so many of us, he was our favorite character. He was the funniest one and, uh, and so on. And uh, so it was really sad that when we got the news that he died, um, so Chandler was the character's name. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think he was the reason that, uh, so many of us were, were able to use sarcasm growing up. Right. Cause he, he really taught us what that was, uh, what that was like. How yeah. To
1: do it. yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. True. Well done. That was too easy. Okay. Uh, All right, I've got a difficult one for you then after that. So you're on 11 out of 14 at the moment. Okay, okay. All right, go on. Yeah, here we go, question 15. Back in Africa. In Western Africa and Central Africa, eight countries have had military coups in the last three years, but democracy is still going well in some places. I'm going to name... Four African countries, mm-hmm. and I want you to tell me which one had a peaceful election this year, in which the president lost and gave away power to someone else.
1: Yeah, fancy other, that, fancy that, listeners! <laughs> an election, the president loses, and he goes, "Oh, I, I see that I lost the election." Here you are, and just hands over power, just like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly,
2: exactly. This happened in one of these countries, and beware. The other three countries are still being run by the military uh, governments from the uh, which uh, took over after the coup. So here we go. Here are four countries. You've got to tell me which one is a democracy today and which one, as I say, ha- had a, a peaceful election just a few months ago,
1: actually. Okay. Here
2: they are. Niger, Liberia, Mali, Guinea.
1: Oh, my goodness.
2: say them again. So it's either Niger, Liberia, Mali, or Guinea. One of them had a peaceful election this year, and the uh, president lost and uh, actually just gave away power to uh, the other person.
1: I don't know. I'm just going to be straight up clear at the beginning. I don't know for sure. I'm pretty sure it's not uh, Mali, uh, because I know that there's been fighting there. Um, in terms of the other places, I can't say for sure. I don't know. Shall I just pick one at random? I'm going to say Liberia.
2: You got it right, you <laughs> sneaky guy.
1: <Yeah. laughs> it's
2: Liberia.
1: Well done. That was a pure that. fluke. Fluke. That was, that was pure Luke fluke. fluke. Fluky-lukey Fluky-luke. does it again. Yeah, uh, Lucky Luke got the question right. Yeah. Well
2: done, Lucky Luke, Fluky-lukey. You've got it right. So in Liberia president george Weir, who uh used to be a footballer actually and uh played for paris saint-germain and ac oh. milan and he also played a few games for manchester city and chelsea um he won the presidency uh four or five years ago and uh just a few months ago now he was in a, his it would have been his second uh, election and he lost and what's even more impressive about this is that he lost by such a tiny amount. It was, um, you know, the uh, the opposition uh, leader, Joseph Boakai, who is uh, is now president, won by just over 50%. And George Weir got just under 50%. And George Weir didn't even kick up a fuss. He just went, i have lost. And he handed it over to Joseph Boakai. So well done, George Weir. Well done. And uh, well done, Luke, for getting right to question um, question fifteen. And just you, an
1: instinct—I just have an instinct for in, for events, for international events, don't I? Maybe you do. <laughs> I yeah. don't think so. I'm just joking.
2: <laughs> okay, um, right. And talking of events, this was an event which is uh, impossible to uh, avoid. I actually had to spend ages working out how to write uh, a question about this because. It's been such an important uh, topic this year, and I'll give a, a, a preface just in case um, people uh, don't don't remember. I run a podcast where I talk about the news every day or five days a week, um, and I've been doing that for about three and a half years. And during the whole time I've been running it, I've got almost no complaints about the the topics that I've put in yeah. or about. Put, things that I've said, maybe maybe two or three complaints in the whole time that I've ever run it, even though it gets you know hundreds of thousands of downloads. And uh, yet this year, since October, I've received loads of complaints about uh, one topic. And of course, it is the situation in Israel and Palestine. And uh, I've had complaints from people telling me that I'm too... Uh, pro palestinian that i've uh, that uh, the podcast is covering it from a from a uh, palestinian perspective and then i've had other people saying that uh that it's too pro israeli i've even had a couple of uh, emails telling uh, to me that it's a zionist uh, podcast from um, being too pro israeli it's just been impossible to get the uh the right uh, balance uh here and so um yeah it's been difficult to try and write a question about this but at the same time i knew that not mentioning it would also be a problem because, uh, because it has been such a key event and people don't like it when uh, things are, are not mentioned either. It's kind of a uh, damned if you do and damned if you don't uh, situation. So anyway, I've gone for, for this, for quest- question 16. Okay. Other than Israel, what is the only other country which has a border with Gaza and has been the root of
1: humanitarian aid going into Gaza. Yeah. <sighs> that is what's called a, a dramatic pause, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but also, this is, this is how uh, to stop me from rambling, just bring up this subject, because, you know, as you have just said, it's so serious and so... Um, um, What's the word for it? Fraught with danger, mm. right? In so many ways, it's damned if you don't, damned if you do. If you talk about it, then you end up being criticised for taking one particular perspective. If you don't talk about it, then that's equally bad. I've also, you know, struggled significantly with with this issue too this year. But anyway, the question. So, um, yeah, that one channel. For refugees to leave Gaza to another country, which country is it?
2: Yeah. Or in, in fact, there haven't there's been a few people that have left through this way, but mostly it's been the way that aid has That's gone Connie. into Gaza. Yeah. Essentially, what is the only country other than Israel that has a border with Gaza?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's is it Egypt?
2: It is Egypt. Well done, Luke. Okay, it you is Egypt. A very
1: muted ding.
2: There we go. <laughs> it's Like you hit a piece of metal there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's
1: yeah. that, you know, I don't feel it's appropriate to give a full ding, so I'm just going to do that. Yeah. Good. You know?
2: um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's uh, really uh, impossible to uh, find the the right words for for this subject. So yeah, but I didn't I mean, want to like, leave it out.
1: So people have asked me you know to talk about this uh, some people have asked me to talk about this too and um you know all I will say is like there th- th- there are so many it's just it's just horrific right so from the point of view of just from just from my point of view um and from you know uh, hmm, it's just it's just horrific it's just a huge horrendous tragedy that is in unfolding in real time um it's just completely horrible. It is a human tragedy, um, and uh, um, it's a huge failing, I think, of the human race. You know that's how profound it, it is. Um, and I think that you know we can look at the past. We can look at the causes of 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 this. Um, we can do that. We can start blaming. You know, we can look at cause and effect. And stuff, but I think we have to just look to the future. I think we have to basically like my, my position on it is I just, I just wish that the, the, the violence would stop the killing of innocent civilians, women and children. I mean, you know, innocent civilians, women and children have been killed and, and continue to be killed. Right. Do you know what I mean? Um, horrible, horrible, um, things have occurred. Right. Um, and uh, and they continue to occur. I think I, I don't know how, uh, I don't know what kind of resolution can come from what's going on at the moment. You know, this, this, it feels odd to be talking about it now after we've been having this lighthearted discussion. Yeah. You know, we've been trying to navigate our way through these complex um, and controversial events and stuff. Um, but we knew that we would end up talking about this. You, you, you said before you'd spent so much time trying to prepare that question, yeah, and wrestling with the whole question and thinking, well, we can't just not talk about it. That would be, you know, that would be terrible, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I just hope that there's a way to to find a, a route to to peace and to end w- w- what's been going on. I mean, I know that people have their reasons. You know, people feel that they have their reasons to justify what's what has happened and what continues to happen. But I just find it horrific the entire thing. Um, so that's that's all I really feel I can say about it. Um,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. I just wish it would stop, and I just hope there's a way that it can. Um, You know, I understand people's feelings are incredibly strong uh, about this. Um, um, Yeah, I mean.
2: Yeah, well said, Luke. I really I don't think I can add anything more to that. That That's that's great. I, I agree with you completely. I feel exactly the same way.
1: I don't know. I don't, I don't feel it's well said actually, Stephen. I think that even, even still, you know, I've been wrestling with this subject as well. And every single time I've, you know, tried to think about it, I feel like I'm, I'm, I don't have the vocabulary or the, the sort of statesman like ability to, to, to talk about these things, you know, like it it requires something extraordinary in a way to be able to talk about the subject. Um, um, but, but, uh, um, so even even though I've done my best there, I still know it's far from what I would like to be able to achieve, you know. Um, Yeah. But what can you do? You know, what, what, what can I do? I mean, you know, uh, uh, you know, people also ask me to talk about it as if I am some sort of statement, a statesman. I'm an English teacher who does funny videos, you know, and you know, that, that, you you know what I mean? Um, so what can I do? I can't even get people to click a PDF. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, what, what is it that makes my words so significant? I don't know. But, uh, anyway, um, yeah, it's, it's terribly sad.
2: Yeah, Um, totally. Yeah. And if there is anybody listening who is in that part of the world and has been affected by this, then you have my complete sympathy. And I'm I'm so sorry that that it's happening. Um, And uh, my best wishes for for you and your family and that everything
1: uh, improves as soon as possible. Yeah. For what has happened and for what, you know, continues to happen. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay, Uh, Right. Number uh, 17. So you're 17. on to thirteen out of sixteen, by the way, Luke. Thirteen so out of
1: sixteen. Run. I think I'm doing yeah, a bit 13. better than I did last year. Yeah, so I'm on. I'm, yeah, I could I could beat my previous score. This is this is a positive yeah. thing. I That's suppose. right.
2: I, I actually this one took me a while as well for a completely different reason because like, I really wanted to put uh, a uh, a question about the Beatles' uh, new song in oh, yeah. there somehow. But then I thought it's just not fair because you are. <laughs> the biggest Beatles fan that I know you Mm. absolutely love the Beatles and uh, to expect to to, to give you one, which is, you know, like relatively difficult would just be impossible for your uh, audience. So I uh, decided that I wouldn't instead I'd, I'd make this one. Um, Didn't make a Beatles question, which English rock group released the album Hackney Diamonds this year? Fifty nine years after they released their first album, so I mean I'm sure you're not going to find that one too difficult either, uh, Luke. But, uh, at least it's not a Beatles one, and um, you know maybe the audience can uh, uh, might not know the answer to that. So, which English rock group released the album *Hackney Diamonds* fifty nine years after they released their first album?
1: So, a lot of my listeners are going to know this because they are sort of, you know, quite big music fans, I, I guess. Um, but then, you know, a lot of them won't, perhaps. So, listeners, right? Let me just sort of like talk us through this one. So, Stephen was going to ask a question about the Beatles, but then he realized that I know so much about them. Uh, and, you know, that would be too easy for me.
2: I, I remember asking you before what podcasts you listened to. And you basically just listed a bunch of podcasts (laughs) where people are just talking about the Beatles all the time. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's right. It is my, it is my happy place. That's right. (laughs) Um, but, um, yeah, so Stephen was, Stephen, listeners. Stephen was going to ask me about the Beatles, but then he thought, no, I can't ask him about the Beatles, but he wanted to ask a pop music question. So which other band could he talk about? If it's not the Beatles, which band traditionally have always been sort of like up there, Uh, competing with the Beatles in terms of popularity, but probably ultimately have come second, although lots of people will disagree and they'll say, no, I much prefer this other band than the Beatles. You can't dance to the Beatles, Um, arguably. Uh, So Hackney Diamonds, listeners. So this is a group, I've actually seen them live three times. They are absolutely extraordinary. I don't know where they get their energy from. I mean, I know where they used to get their energy from, you Know they they got it from Colombia, I suppose, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, indirectly. Uh, well,
2: now, now maybe they're getting it from uh, the same place that the Japanese are getting it from, or something. You know?
1: yeah, when I say <laughs> Colombia, I mean, you know, just a rich, a rich, uh, caffeinated, uh, you know, they just drank a lot of coffee. Obviously, right. that's what I mean, but, right. um, right. but, um. And maybe now they're just uh, very healthy, but uh, so the answer is it's the answer is the Rolling Stones, of course, of course it is, of course it is. You can give yourself a ding, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, and that actually leads nicely into uh, the next question. Um, so that you've got fourteen out of seventeen, by the way. Okay. Um, so question eighteen, and I didn't uh, think about this until right now, but um, Javier Millet recently became the president of Argentina. And I think he, if I've got this right, I think he used to be in a Rolling Stones uh, cover uh, group, I think. Have you heard Yeah, that? I think
1: you're right. Oh, I, I think, think you're right, yeah. Okay, I yeah. Know, I don't know what, uh, what uh, instrument he played. Do you know?
2: I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I can imagine him
1: uh, doing that. I'm, I'm just, um, I'm Googling it, right? In his late teens, this is from Wikipedia. In his late teens and early adulthood, Millet, another controversial figure, he <laughs> sang in the cover band Everest, which mostly played Rolling Stones covers. He was the singer.
2: Okay. Oh, he was the singer. There you go. Great. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll be uh, looking uh, to see if there's any uh, videos of him on, on YouTube singing any, any of that uh, soon. Anyway, question 18. In Argentina, Javier Miley recently became president. During his election rallies this year, what thing did he sometimes bring and hold in the air to symbolize how he would destroy the current political and economic system in Argentina.
1: What thing did he bring to his rallies and hold in the air to symbolize the fact that he was going to, you know, dismantle the current political system in, in Argentina? What was this thing? What so- would it be, listeners? I don't know the answer. I'm sorry, Argentinian listeners. Uh, I don't know the answer. Um, what, what would it be, guys? what's he going to use? It's not going to be a cricket bat. I mean, that's what I would use. If I was going to smash a system, I'd use a cricket bat maybe, I don't know, uh, or a guitar. Let's use like a Fender bass guitar and smash it with that. (laughs) Um, But uh, what's he using? Is it a hammer? Would you think, could it be a hammer? Is that too, is a hammer too too symbolic already because of the hammer and sickle, which is a communist thing? And he is not a communist. No way. Uh, it's not going to be a hammer then, is it? Um, what else? It's not going to be like a football boot. That would be ridiculous. Um, um it's not going to be like an empanada or something like an empanada made of iron. Um, I don't know, Stephen, I'm going to say it is a, um, um, an accordion.
2: An accordion is that your final answer it's a good one yeah like that.
1: yeah it's that's my final right, answer
2: it's not the right answer i'm afraid it's not an accordion but uh <laughs> interesting choice interesting choice i'm afraid it was a chainsaw
1: Zzz, a oh chainsaw. my god
2: yeah, I didn't yeah.
1: Know that that's frightening
2: it is frightening yeah yeah in fact the first uh, couple of times i saw him holding this up i was like wow blimey that's uh pretty violent but even at his inauguration which was um, just on Sunday, actually. Well, we're recording this on the fifteenth of December, so it was just the last Sunday gone. There were some people in the crowd who had like cardboard um, cutouts of uh, chainsaws with them, uh, uh, as he—that was his uh, as his symbol. As really, the things that he said that he would do are pretty radical, um, and he's definitely not a communist, as you uh <laughs> As you rightly said, uh, there. In fact, uh, he's,
1: uh, yeah. Oh my God! So his fans are like chainsaw wielding. I wouldn't say maniacs. I mean, that's a bit nah. harsh, isn't it? But uh...
2: yeah, no, I think a bit harsh on them. But I mean, also he he won by a lot. He got um, more than fifty five percent in the uh, last uh, vote. So he's. I think there's been a, there were a lot of people who voted for him that are not you know super you know, in love with, uh, all of his, uh, you know, craziness, but they actually, this is, this is my opinion now, I are, are, are quite likely to have just voted for him just because they want complete economic reform because yeah. the truth is Argentina's economy has been just terrible for decades mm. for such mm. a long time. Um, that I think people were, were quite interested in just voting for something completely
1: different to just, yeah.
2: Yeah chainsaw the whole thing and uh start again in many ways which is uh, what he's promised to do right yeah
1: okay interesting to it'll be interesting to to see how that goes and uh, i wish everyone in argentina all the very best
2: yes so do yes. i absolutely um and question 19 in late november I might have to swear for this one by accident. Is that is that okay?
1: It's fucking fine. It's don't worry.
2: <laughs> okay, well, good. well, you didn't get, didn't get much um didn't get much warning there if there are any listeners who uh <laughs> Oh, sorry
1: everyone. I'm sorry, but you know, it's all right. It's this it's just four letters. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. I mean, there's yeah. many he, words. He, in fact, it's the same one that I'm about to use as well. So there we go.
2: Um if you didn't like that word the first time that Luke just said it, then you won't like it when I'm about to say it. Number 19. Mm -hmm. In late November, why did a newspaper in Greece have a picture of British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak on the front cover with the main headline,
1: Fuck You Bastard? Oh, my God. Did you say Rishi Sunak? (coughs) I did. Um... (laughs) Oh, God.
2: So it was was genuinely uh, just the – so imagine the – Front cover of a newspaper and it was just a, the picture of of rishi sunak and the words in english fuck you bastards and of course everything else is in greek because it's a greek uh newspaper yeah. so why did that newspaper choose to uh have that as their front cover for that day
1: well because rishi sunak snubbed uh the greek uh, uh pm is it greek prime minister it's not president is it it's, it's, is it prime minister Prime Minister, so so uh, it's because Rishi Sunak snubbed the Greek Prime Minister. Listeners, do you know what snubbed means? It's so this is when so this is the sort of thing that's used in the media. This word to snub someone. Um, it's when um, perhaps two people were going to meet, but one of them like refused to meet that person and sort of like rejected them publicly. Right so in this case Rishi Rishi Sunak snubbed him or at least just didn't turn up to the meeting. I can't remember exactly the 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 uh um was it I can't yeah so the Greek PM was in England is that what you said and he even met the opposition leader um Keir Starmer they even had a meeting
0: yeah
1: and um but Rishi Sunak didn't Chose not to meet him.
0: Mm. Was I there another, like was there
1: another reason why he was there?
2: Yeah, I I kind of mm, I should have been more clear with myself as to how I was going to give you this point because I know the reason, got, but you do in that in that case, I think that's the key. That's the key thing. What's okay. the, the say that? But you've got the the first half right. Is that he cancelled uh, Sunak cancelled the meeting with Prime Minister um, Kyriakos Mitsotakis. Um, so. If you uh, listen, if you're listening and you're trying to score your own points, then that's half of the point there. If you want the other half of the point, why did that meeting get cancelled?
1: Yeah. So basically, um, the, just to give everyone the story, because obviously you're listening to me tr- sort of give it in little bits. So the, the whole story is that the Greek prime minister was in London, right? He did meet uh, Keir Starmer, the Labour leader. He he had a meeting planned with uh, the British prime minister, uh, Rishi Sunak, but Rishi Sunak cancelled the meeting. Um, now... I can't remember the main reason they had the meeting, but I know that the reason, the the, the context is that there is this ongoing uh, argument about uh, the Elgin, what are known as the Elgin marbles. They're actually uh, parts of the Parthenon frieze, right? In Greece, the the Parthenon, (laughs) right? This ancient building. Um, Elements of that building. Are uh, parts of a marble frieze that uh, used to be on the front or part of the uh, the Parthenon building. Um, those big pieces of marble were taken by a guy called Elgin. I can't remember his first yeah. name. Lord Lord Elgin. Lord Elgin. <laughs> yeah. A British. A British what? British Lord Explorer? What, what do you want to call him? I don't know. But yeah, he, uh, I suppose
2: back in those days, like it, they were kind of the same thing. Very rich people; they would have been lords, and also they were the only people that would have had the money and that to to take themselves exploring and uh, uh, around the world and things like that. Because I think this was uh, two hundred years ago. So,
0: yeah.
1: like t- about two hundred years ago. Okay, yeah. and he took the these these parts of these pieces of marble and brought them back to to Britain and they were put in the British Museum and they've been there ever since now fair enough you can go to the British Museum in London it's free to go in and you can see the Elgin marbles parts of the Parthenon frieze and it is a wonderful thing to be able to see but the Greeks argue that those pieces of marble should be why are they not why are they not on the Parthenon why are they still in the British Museum in London like what? How do how does Britain justify just keeping them? And uh, so that uh, surely the the Greek Prime Minister was going to you know can, try and have a conversation with Rishi Sunak about this, but Rishi Sunak apparently just cancelled the meeting.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. And in fact, I think it was uh, compounded by the fact that before their meeting, um, uh, uh, Kidiakos Kiri, uh, Mitsotakis ha- had an interview with the BBC. And, uh, in during this interview, he spoke about the, um, the, uh, Elgin, uh, marbles, as you say, the Parthenon marbles, and, um, and mentioned again how, uh, he was hoping to talk to Rishi Sunak about the possibility of, of either moving them back or having some kind of sharing arrangements with the British Museum. And, um, <clears throat> Rishi Sunak said that he told, that he'd said that, uh, uh, to Mitsutakis, that they shouldn't, that he shouldn't talk about that. And so I think he was annoyed that, um, that he'd, uh, that uh, Mitsutakis had spoken about this on the BBC in this interview. Um, and so that's why he cancelled. Uh, The meeting really at the last minute when he was already there in England, which is
1: so. So Mitsotakis was in England already to talk about something else, right? That's the thing. I don't know what that was actually. Yeah,
2: I'm not sure what they were. What they was. What was the main theme of his trip or or anything like that, right? But uh, it was really cancelled. I think the BBC interview was late at night, and the uh, meeting with Rishi Sunak was supposed to be the following morning, and it was cancelled just in that amount of time. So.
1: That, that seems so... Uh, um, petty. <laughs> petty. That's the word. Yeah, so petty. You talked about a thing I didn't want you to talk about, so I'm not yeah. going to come and see you. Um, yeah. And also a bit pathetic because it, it, it just, I mean, why do that? I mean, why be so extreme about it when it a bit, it, to, to me, it just shows that Rishi Sunak just doesn't really have an argument. He doesn't really have a negotiating position on that beyonds just uh, no sorry, no, you know um yeah I'd agree with you so, whole other yeah. story for another time, and i've been you know cons- i've been thinking about doing a podcast episode about this very subject for ages because it's Ooh. fascinating it's it's a bit a, a bit of a heavy one, and it also relates to you know it breaks down the the argument breaks down to things like how does britain uh really sort of feel about its colonial past and how does Britain feel about um and how should we feel about um, um, the things that were done 200 years ago? And yeah, yeah. basically, should these things stay in the British Museum? Um, and there are arguments for and against. Uh, um, yeah, yeah,
2: totally. And, and much too complicated for us to get into now. I, I could uh, give a, a, a talk on uh, either side of that as well, but I'm not going to yeah. start. <laughs> sure, <laughs> Instead, okay. I'm going to ask you question 20, the final question. This is it, the final question. Okay. Final question. So okay. you've got fifteen out of nineteen so far. Very impressive, Luke. Well done. If you Sorry, have, wait, if you listeners have kept up, then uh, then uh, that's fantastic. Fifteen out of nineteen you've got at the right. moment.
1: I think you mentioned last year. I think I got sixteen.
2: I think so. Yeah, yeah. I have to go back and check. Uh, so I have it. to get this yeah. question
1: right if I'm going right. to match my previous uh, score. If if indeed All sixteen was the right. Well,
2: yeah. it's happened relatively recently so you know maybe it's still up there in the in the brain here we go mm-hmm. question 20 who did time magazine name its person of the year for 2023
1: <sighs> Who did Time Magazine name as their person of the year 2023? Who could that be, uh, listeners? What do you think? Is it going to be one of the world leaders? Is it going to be an extraordinary scientist who came up with this vaccine for uh, malaria? Is it going to be a Ghanaian laboratory worker uh, who's been slaving away in a hot laboratory for all this time trying to come up with a vaccine or whoever it was. that I don't know if it was a Ghanaian person who actually did that uh, vaccine development. Anyway, who's it going to be? Is it going to be an astronaut? Is it going to be Elon Musk because he ruined Twitter? I don't know. Or did he make it better? Uh, is it going to be Luke Thompson from Luke's English Podcast? I don't think so. Is it going to be uh, Leonardo DiCaprio for acting really well in Another film, or could it be a pop star? Is it going to be Ringo Starr for still being alive and having a really good beard, even when he's like really old? Is it going to be Keith Richards for still managing to stay alive and be the most amazing rock star on the planet? No, it's not, <laughs> listeners. It was who drumroll Taylor Swift. Yeah, it was Taylor
2: Swift. Well done, well done. And well done for running through a bunch of people that you actually thought uh, maybe deserved it more than uh, she did as well.
1: I don't mean to um, have a go at Taylor Swift. I actually quite like her. Uh, my daughter is a big fan of her music, uh, so I don't mind Taylor Swift. Everybody's daughter is a,
2: a big fan of Taylor Swift, aren't they? I
1: think so, yeah. Uh,
2: she seems to be so incredibly popular. It's, uh, it's amazing. Apparently, I, I can't remember. what it, um, I've heard that a um, university is doing a course on Taylor Swift, like a, a master's course or something, and also oh. some uh, newspapers or media organisations have got journalists who are dedicated to Taylor Swift. So just it, it seems to just be that popular. Yeah, it's
1: like, oh, uh, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a journalist. Oh, really? Well, what what sort of stories? Taylor Swift? Oh, so <laughs> pop music, pop music stuff? No, no, just Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, you? I'm a Taylor Swift journalist. <laughs>
2: Yeah, although I think uh, if I had to tell my grandparents, uh, you know, what my uh, job was, I'd, I'd probably be happier saying that than if they said to me, "Oh, what are you going to study at university?" Uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, I think that would probably be an even more difficult conversation to to have. So
1: <laughs> again, we're being glib about it, but uh, you can, like you know it that is a valid thing to to um, study because you're not just studying what did she have for breakfast? You know, it's not that you're studying the whole thing, right? The, the marketing, uh, music industry stuff. Yeah. Um,
2: and if a job, if these jobs exist or these courses exist, it shows that people are genuinely interested enough. So great.
1: Yeah. And and that there's a huge industry, you know, here and, uh, by using Taylor Swift as a case study, you can learn so much about how the entertainment business works, um, and so you know all of the many facets of the entertainment industry, and that is a huge industry. There's no doubt. So, and you know, I'm sure the subject of Taylor Swift would touch on so many things. You'd end up getting into things like AI in, in music and um, and law, the legal issues related to being a pop star. You know, intellectual property rights and uh image rights and all those sorts of things i'm sure it's actually a fascinating course to yeah. be fair <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah you've convinced me i think i'm gonna go and uh go and do that now i'm gonna go and study that instead <laughs> um, wow look yeah. at that look you got 16 out of 20 that's a really uh really good score maybe do you think that uh that my questions are too easy if um if any if no. any <laughs> listeners are uh... <laughs> no, you look still like that. <laughs> okay well if any listeners want to tell me whether they should uh, be uh more more difficult uh, for the future for 2024. Then uh, then I, I will uh, consider that. But of course, sure. I, and if you actually did manage to beat Luke and you got more than sixteen, then uh, give yourself a massive round of applause.
1: Then well, well done, all of you. Yeah, I love it. There you. you go. But it's you know it's not the winning, it's the taking part that counts. Uh, so <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, Stephen, that's great. Thank you very, very much for preparing all those questions so carefully. Um, And uh, uh, well, you know, how can people listen to Send Seven podcasts? What do they What do they type into their podcast app? Is it just Send Seven?
2: I think that works. But what's even better to type is Simple English News Daily. Simple English News Daily. Um, And yeah, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. It's not on YouTube. So if you are one of the people who is uh, watching this on YouTube you you actually need to take out your phone and uh, go into spotify or apple podcasts or one of the many 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 podcast apps uh, to find simple english news daily there's some technical reasons that i won't go into about why it's not on youtube it's complicated but it's everywhere else so so yeah and um also send7.org s e n d 7 o r g is the website and um if uh, if you do listen to that every day then you should get wow 20 out of 20 in, uh,
1: in uh, next year's uh, World News Quiz, I'm sure. I expect so, yeah. Okay, great. Well, Stephen, thank you. Happy Christmas to you and uh, all the best for the new year and stuff like that. Uh, and I think we should probably stop now because this is, this is probably about two hours. <laughs>
2: it probably is. Uh, well, in that case, I'll say it very quick. Thank you very much for having me as well, Luke, and happy Christmas and happy new year.
1: Thank you, too. And, uh, well, speak to you again next year, if not before, all right? Yeah, happily, whenever you like. Yeah, cool. All right, then. Cheers. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. So that's the end, then, of part two of this double episode. Thank you very much uh, for listening to my podcast this year. Because, you know, this is, this is the last episode of 2023. These are the last things I'm going to say uh, on the podcast here in 2023. So, uh, well, first of all, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I really do. I hope you enjoyed kind of going through uh, some of those news events. Obviously, there have been some like incredibly uh, serious things going on, as, as they usually are. But it's a complicated time, as you heard us describe Uh, But in any case, you know, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you for listening to my podcast in 2023. I very much hope that you've learned a few things, you know, obviously, and that this has made a difference to your English. Uh, Just think of all the things that you've heard uh, on this podcast this year. Think of all the minutes of English speaking that have gone into your head, right, over, over the last 12 months. It all helps. It really does. It all makes a difference to your English. And I think that you'll find, as well, that all the things that you've noticed, the things you've learned, those things will stay with you. You can add them to your active English. Those are things that you've got now. All right. So let's keep this spirit going in 2024. Um, As ever, try to make sure that you do practice your English uh, too. Try to do speaking practice to develop your fluency and all the rest of it. There are so many other things. But really, ultimately... I just hope that you have simply enjoyed spending this time in English with me this year on the podcast. I will be back with more episodes in 2024. Happy New Year to everyone. Okay. Uh, Best wishes to you all. Um, And, uh, you know, I wish you all the best wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Until next time. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk.
0: Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long.